Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. This is episode 176. And the Rise Up Network is sharing the stories of servant leaders that are out there making a difference in the community and the marketplace. Those men and women that are leading the charge, empowering others, and making a difference out there. We have a repeat guest that is just a phenomenal woman that I'm excited to share her story again and get an update because I think it's been maybe over a year. Uh, we have the founder and president of Reading Legacies, although she wears multiple hats. Betty Mollenbrock, welcome back. Thank you so much. It's, it's a pleasure honor. having you back on again. Nice to see your smiling face. Thank you so much. So I know you've been busy, had a lot on your plate, you know, and, and some of our network is, is familiar and knows you, but let's back up a little bit and just mm-hmm. share a little bit about your background. Well, my background is as a school teacher, a third yeah. grade school teacher for many years back in the Midwest. Yeah. And my husband and I migrated out to San Diego in the Navy. Bill was a flight surgeon in the Navy during the Vietnam War. And we decided to stay here when he took his orthopedic residency here in San Diego. And so we put down our roots here and have been here for 50 plus years uh, since then. During that time, those, those years, I continued to, I left the classroom to raise our daughter but I did continue teaching children with reading problems and decided in observing both the classroom, the reading tutoring situations that I was in and, and reading with our own daughter, that it was an amazingly positive experience. And of course the research substantiates that, but when you witness it firsthand, it's so much more impactful. And yet I knew with the children I was working with that had reading problems that there, there was something missing. And often it was that they had not had the experience of someone reading with them. The research states that the single best predictor of a child's future success in reading is if they had been read aloud with in the early years. And yet only 50% of children in our country have been read to before they get to school. So you walk into a classroom and you know right away that that child is not familiar with books, the child has not had that communication with their family that is so unique, where you're quietly looking at each other, talking to each other, and sharing a story. So I decided, I was it, it was 30 years ago, 30 plus years ago, that I was going to change the world, change this country first, by creating a nonprofit to educate and empower families and communities that this simple activity, five, 10 minutes a day can change many, many ills in the future if you take the time to bond and read and communicate with your children. And it's, it's a ministry, it's truly from yeah. my heart, and it has been nigh on to impossible, however, without a, a wonderful group of people that have come alongside. It's, it's truly a team effort. Wow, so important, you know, as you say, um, one of the things, I mean, from my own experience, I actually worked for a nonprofit between high school and college under a Marifund. And I had kids in Boston that were in fourth and fifth grade that the system had just passed on. They just financially, they couldn't sure. keep up these kids. Sure. You know, and these kids are nine, 10, 11 years old, and they don't even know the alphabet. Right. You right. know, and you just see the it's impact that that has on their confidence. Sure. You know, and then when you get these kids reading, the confidence and the trajectory of their life is just forever impacted. That's right, right. You know, and what you said, I've, I've never thought of it, but literally only five minutes a day. 
That's all. I mean, if you add that up act. times 365 yeah. days, yeah. I don't know what the multiple of that is, but it's probably many hours. Yeah. yeah. And it's a habit. It's a tradition. It's a family legacy. Yeah. Even if it's small, it's it's a legacy. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to your point with the legacy, you know, I'm now a young dad. I have an 18-month-old. And I think as soon as my mother knew that we were pregnant, you know, Two and a half years ago, she started buying books and she would buy the books that she read to my brother and I 30, 40 years ago. And so now I look on our bookshelf for our son, Connor, and there's some of the old classics. So those are treasured memories, right? Oh, yeah. See, that's what we're providing, these memories for kids and breaking the cycle for those Mm. kids that you worked with in fourth and fifth grade that we're starting from scratch. We break that cycle. We help... Make this, if we can, make this happen earlier for these children and these families yeah. so that we're not doing catch-up with, with kids uh, that, have, that have missed that experience. So and what is, what's the process look like, Betty? The process that we use, the way we have, the way we do our work is to empower others. Big, in all uppercase, we, it's okay. empowerment. The way we do that is to work with families and children that are in situations where they may not already know of this. They may not have access to books. These parents may not have been read to. They may not read well themselves. Mm. Where do you find those people? You work, well, in a lot of places, but you yeah. you work with, with organizations that may be serving them in other capacities, such as the Department of, of Social Services is one of the organizations we started with. It's now Health and Human Services. Yep. But we... With my early experience, 35 years ago, I started with the military. The challenge, I looked for challenges in our society. What are, why are parents not doing this besides low literacy and lack of understanding? But if they're separated for military deployments, they're not mm-hmm. reading with their children. They're halfway around the globe. But, but the light bulb moment for me with that segment of our population was that there's technology available in, that, in those days, just television. Uh, but why not use cameras to bring to to record to videotape VHS in those days, the recording of the parent and the book home, that the child can mail it home from the ship from the from the base around the world somewhere, yeah. so that the child can can put that VHS and now DVD and now real time of course for the military, uh, FaceTime and all the rest. But to have that recording, children love repetition, so they can pop sure. that in any time they want to hear a story and feel close to dad or mom. Yeah. So that was one of our outreach. In other words, with it's a collaborative a organization. That, that program won the Peter Drucker Award for innovation, nonprofit innovation, out of 500 national applicants because it was universally applicable. Yeah. So we're not going to sit on that and not go from there. I did mm-hmm. retire from that organization because it was really functioning well on its own. Uh-huh. It's time for the founder to take a break. And well, I t- you, bu- you I, built I, it I up. You had break. your process and said, what's next? I took a break and I flunked retirement and <laughs> came out a year later and started reading Legacies almost 10 years ago with the idea that educating the lower income, the, the parents, not necessarily lower income, but statistically it's there because mm-hmm. of illiteracy. And those families often are 
are in, incarcerated because there are so many, so many things that cause people to get into trouble. And often it's either, it's either lack of employment, it's drugs, it's whatever, whatever that problem is that causes them to, to enter crime. But they are away from their children. They're separated. So we took an educational curriculum that we had done with the Department of Social Services, empowering parents as the first and most important teacher their children will ever have. No matter what you're teaching, you're teaching something because they're going to role model after you. Exactly. They're going to role model so what you do. Let's do the right thing, maybe even just five minutes. So we go in and teach parents, eight to ten inmates at a time, and juvenile detainees in four of the juvenile detention facilities to read to their children if their parents or siblings if they are teenagers. And they become different people or have an opportunity then to think of themselves as either a parent, a positive role model, a person that belongs to that family still, because that separation issue, particularly with incarceration, is very difficult to overcome when they come back. Sure. The role has been disrupted. So we feel that everything we do is about the connection, the communication, the bonding, and the empowerment. The tool is literacy, is reading, yeah. is books. It's a very safe place to communicate with each other. You're not, you don't have to talk about yourself. You don't have to talk about what you know. You're just reading and sharing and enjoying each other. We also work the other program that is growing rapidly now that, that will, I think, be of interest to listeners is our youth volunteer program where we're empowering teenagers wow. in low-income communities and beyond, not just for low-income, but we're starting there because that's where the greatest need is. They're at risk for being in gangs after school and activities that, that we can replace by giving them an opportunity to be a reading role model for preschoolers or kindergartners in their Love neighborhood. That. One afternoon a week, they commit, they have adult mentors, that, that's a volunteer position we offer to all of you in the community, but that program is growing rapidly, and we see such great benefit. The kids commit to a full semester, these teens, wow. once a week, and they're recognized by the mayor of the city, and, and they get certificates from us, and they get to hear guest readers in the community come in, adults share their love of reading and congratulate these kids. So that's another, working with schools, Head Starts, that's another way collaboratively that we reach our target market, which is the kids and the families and teens. Incredible. It is fun. I really, I, it's fun. I, what I love is that you're impacting multiple groups of people. Right. You know, it's yes, it's the children, of course, right? And changing the trajectory of their life and what might be possible for them. But also, okay, what about the parents? Whether That's, that parent, yeah. you know, is on a ship halfway around the world. That's where or they're incarcerated begins. because, you know, they made a bad choice in their past and yeah. now they legally cannot see that child in person. Yeah. To teenagers and siblings and then kids, like after school programs. Right. You know, right. I... I when I was younger, I was very involved in the after-school programs, and you see the difference that it makes on the kids is tremendous. It really does. So, I mean, hats off to you. Huge kudos. It's incredible, but I, I'm not finished. Vinny, <laughs> yeah. I don't get that vibe at all. I think you're just getting started. It's amazing. It's amazing. And we also hope to bring uh, seniors in the, and grandparents. To do some of the reading? Yeah. Great. So that's, that's kind of our next 
you know, a segment or po- of, the, of the population that we feel can benefit young people and be benefited themselves. It's a reciprocal benefit. Of course. You know, everything we do is about children. Yep. But what happens is that the giver, the person reading, feels really good about it. The fulfillment, I can imagine, It feels great. really good, and it's yeah. enjoyable, and they know they've done the right thing. So it's a magical thing, and it's so simple, and yet it's, it's in our society. There's so many distractions. And I do think social media, even though I'm, I'm a social media fan in terms of getting the word out, but I do think social media for families and intimate situations can be dis, uh, distracting. I think we I have to be disciplined in, in those situations to actually connect with each other in person and eyeball to eyeball is the way I put it. <laughs> Look each other in the eyes. Right, right. I, I, I agree. And we could go... Yeah. Talk for hours and hours on social media just sure. about that and how sure. that impacts. Well, it's really cutting edge for sure. What do you know? What do you need from the community? You know, how do we come alongside and support you? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> Thank you. We need volunteers. We need people that have a heart to get involved in our programs that can commit, maybe a couple of hours a month. Okay. Uh, and we'd be happy to have them contact us through their website. We have uh, orientations in our Liberty Station office twice a month, and those are posted on our website. We have all sorts of ways other than the program implementation that people could help in terms of marketing, social media, fundraising. We always, as any nonprofit will say, need donations. We, yeah. we really cannot operate a, um, an effective nonprofit without some kind of staff. And we have a book, we also need books and book drives. Book drives are fun to do. We'd be happy to get you started on that. So there, there are many, many ways that just coming and, and sharing your background, your interest, and we will do the same and, and find a place to connect. So let me just repeat what I think I heard because it sounds like yeah. there's a lot of opportunities, mm-hmm. right? So obviously volunteers is, is one way, mm-hmm. you know, whether and you're listening to this and that's something that's on your heart, you know, to do personally and come and give several hours a month of your time or maybe you know someone, you know, like I, I just wrote down a name on a paper of someone that I Yay. think might be a good fit, good. right? And, you know, who's that coworker or family member or friend or neighbor that doesn't know about this but would love to give their time? And as, mm-hmm. as Betty said, you know, what you receive in return, in my opinion, it far exceeds, you know, the benefit to the child. That sense of fulfillment and that purpose that you're making an impact is tremendous. It's powerful. Obviously, we need cash, you sure, know, and, and sure. I, I know you guys are going to turn away money. Um, and book drives, you mm-hmm. know, what does that look like? Does that just look like, hey, I have some old books or, you know, I'm going to gather books and then bring them to your location in Liberty Station? How does that work? Well, we do have a book selection committee. Okay. We try to make sure that we are staying on top of quality quality literature, quality books. Okay. But that said, we will accept books. We do have a way of screening. We want to make sure that the book, the children that are receiving these books, in many cases, have not had lovely books in their home before or right. any books at all so is the content appropriate so is the content appropriate if it is a used book we want to make sure that it is not ripped have ripped pages or pencil marks because this may be the first book that child will ever receive these books from the incarcerated family members that we mail home often are going home 
perhaps the first book that child will ever receive. Those are mailed home. The books and the DVDs are wow. mailed home from jail yeah. and from the juvenile detention facilities. It's, it's a gift. Yeah. And we want to provide these free gifts in a, a, a beautiful shape. So the book drives can be ordering from our book list. They can be providing us with books that they feel would be uh, usable for the, the, the age range, which is usually the young age, very, very early years, even two to three through 12 to 13. But we do accept mm. chapter books as well. Some parents want to read to their older kids, but uh, through our programs. We hope that the people, families continue to read forever because it is still that bonding activity. But it's the early years that are so critical. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. So... Obviously, you know, we, we want to direct people to the website, mm -hmm. you know, readinglegacies.org. And folks, it's exactly as it sounds. It's reading legacies. Plural. Plural. <laughs> R-E-A-D-I-N-G-L-E-G-A-C-I-E-S.org. We'll have all that information on, you know, our website, sdriseup.com, distributed out through all of our social media channels. Also want to talk about, you know, some of the other things that you're involved in. You know, I know that you just participated in this Women of Worth event. Share a little bit about that. That was incredible. And yeah. and actually, it's a it's a beautiful tie-in with what you all do and what you promote. Yeah. It, it was about servant leadership. It really, wow. the Women of Worth is, is provided by, it's an honor that is sponsored by L'Oreal Paris. And it you have to be nominated. It's a very stringent process. They look at nominees very carefully takes months and months of uh, the elimination process. Thousands of women throughout the country were nominated. And the very final stage of that is 10 women are selected for the volunteer service they have done in their community for a, a cause that is, is something that means a lot to them and to the community. And I met some lovely, lovely people uh, and we're honored in New York in December with this uh, with this fabulous event. It was like the Academy Awards, actually. It sounds lovely. There were celebrities there. We all were paired with a celebrity. I got to I got to meet Julianne Moore. She was my she's my oh, nice. new BFF. <laughs> <laughs> but it was amazing. And their tagline is you're worth it. And I think that. that is so cool because really what everything that we do at Reading Legacies is about valuing others, showing mm. that you are worth it. Uh, so that that was really fun, very empowering. Phenomenal. I'm very grateful. Phenomenal. Any you know specific requests of the community, or you know thoughts that you'd like to leave us with, so we mm. can really support you going forward. Hmm. You know, I think I I don't I don't know uh, a specific request for reading legacies. I think other than what I've stated, maybe also remembering in your own family unit, your own community to get involved, whether it's mm. through Reading Legacies or not. Yep. But I think the biggest thing that empowers me is that from this experience, I personally feel, and I think it's true of most people that are involved, that when you, when you use a tool as simple as Reading Together, you, you're, you're doing that in a very, you, you, you can and should be doing that in a very non-judgmental way. It's about valuing each other to to the point that that you're really learning from each other. You're listening. 
you're not just speaking. I mean, I think it's just a gentle communicative activity. I would, I would encourage everyone to, if, if you aren't sharing books with, with children or teens or even your spouse, that it's a fun and beautiful communication tool. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's great. And obviously, you know, you can find you on the website, mm-hmm. find you on social media. Yes, and we definitely, definitely would love for you to follow us on social media. We're getting really grown up in that Facebook? area. Facebook? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Okay, yeah, you're all over. We're, so oh, and thanks to the, the Women of Worth Award, because that was very much about social media as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, folks, you know, you're, you're listening to this. If you're driving, make a mental note. If you're not driving, <laughs> put it in your phone. Take a minute to go, you know, find Reading Legacies on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you know, on the different social media channels. Give them a like, comment, start following them, get yes, involved, because you never know who in your community would raise their hand and make a huge impact with Betty and Reading Legacies. So please take that charge. Betty, thank you for everything that you do. Thank you so much. It was, it's so I, fun I love to what see you're up to. Thank love you. Love what you're up to. God bless. God bless. Folks, thank you for listening. Get out there and rise up.